You're listening to Politically Inclined from WUSC News. I'm Lydia Blackstone. Some student organizations are being outspoken in their criticism of the university's handling of the coronavirus, including the Carolina Socialist. This group recently held a protest on the horseshoe with a list of demands for USC President Bob Caslin. This includes requests for virtual classes, testing, and housing options. To talk to me more is about the Carolina Socialist objectives is President Jake Sawyer. Jake, thank you so much for being here today and speaking with me. Jake, can you can hear you hear me? Me? Yes, I can hear you now. I can hear you now. Um, Jake, thanks for joining me. That's just what I was saying. Um, I would, first, just to start it off, um, let's talk about last week on the horseshoe. Um, tell me what happened that day. Yeah, so we tried to get some of our members out um, during the, the school day to protest some of the university's COVID policies. We basically think that they are doing practically everything wrong that they could do. And uh, this became even more clear after the publishing of the Vice article. I think on the on the 6th, uh, have, have you read that article? Um, you tell us about it. Yeah, yeah. So I took some time to jot down some of the claims made by uh, Vice. Uh, the first one was that Uh, Many students, after being informed of their positive test, have waited for days for instructions from the school's hotline uh, on how to move into COVID isolation dorms. Uh, And those dorms, uh, a lot of which are in Bates, which is, as you may know, a dorm that has been set for demolition for a number of years, uh, don't have AC, Uh, The food has been described as, quote, usually nasty and, quote, pretty garbage. Uh, There's no internet, uh, which makes classes even harder for, you know, people uh, living in Bates. And generally, the services there are pretty lackluster. So that's just the direct response. You know, the university has... Uh, has been entirely lackluster when it comes to the testing of COVID on uh, the university campus. And yeah, so I was for people. I'm sorry. Sorry, just to jump in. Um, I was there on the horseshoe that day and actually got to observe um, and report on um, the protest that was held. Um, for some listeners that may not know, those were, yes, many of the concerns that y'all held um, at the protest. But for many that may not know, it was it was called a die-in. Would you describe for our listeners that don't know maybe what that is? Oh, of course. Well, uh, it is a protest in which we all lied down in front of uh, Kaslin's house in order to represent the, uh, you know, the possible deaths that could result from COVID in the near future and the definite deaths that have happened in our community as a result of rising cases in the state. Yeah. So how was Kaslin's response to that? Um, Did he give any response? We never got a direct response from Kaslin. We uh, secondhand got some responses from the university about how their testing rates are adequate, which we do not believe. 
Yes. So I was out there. I saw President Izzy Rushton. She was out there, but uh, everyone was asking, where was Bob Caslin? Do you feel like this is something um, that he should have been at, that he should have been listening to y'all's voices? I'm not going to be naive and say that Caslin wants to hear what we have to say. He's made it perfectly clear that he wants to continue to keep the university open, despite it being in terms of the number of cases, the worst college campus in the U.S. So do you, you obviously believe the campus should shut down. How do you think that they should go about doing that? Yeah, uh, our first and most important demand is to move all classes online. Uh, It is reprehensible that uh, so many classes are in person and before anyone rebuts and says, you know, everyone has the opportunity to have these classes online. The fact is that functionally that is not the case. Uh, Many scholarships are contingent upon um, people being on campus. Many teachers uh, have like many different events and assignments and exams that you need to be in class for or else you will not be able to pass the class. And the fact is that a lot of teachers really aren't focusing on their online material and are putting their energy into in-person classes. So it's not it's not functional for people to just pick up and leave. So another thing that y'all were out there advocating for was obviously it came after a week in testing where testing was halted because of one lab staffer getting sick. Y'all were out there. Um, do you think that the university, um, now that it does have testing on Davis Field, do you think that they fixed that problem that y'all were um, asking to be fixed? They have absolutely not fixed that problem. Um, we protested after they had resumed testing. Uh, and one of the big reasons for that is... Caslin said himself that the testing would not resume to the previous level it had been at. And what we're seeing right now is uh, steadily declining from last week at 200 tests a day, which is clearly not enough. Do you think that um, there's a lot of skepticism around these tests? Um, of course, the percentage that do come back, uh, there's been a lot of inconclusive, a lot of uh, false positive going around. Um, do you think that even though it's not FDA approved, that they should um, still be testing uh, students on campus? So I think we should be testing as much as we possibly can. Um, I think that using the tests on the code or using the the testing rates we're currently doing on the covid dashboard is uh is not correct because the alert level that the university is uh is at is dependent on the number of tests performed and therefore since tests are going down the number of cases being measured are also going down, right? So that's not a reliable measure for alert level. Like I, I think we should be testing more and we should be at a higher alert level. I do think that using the testing rate right now as an indicator is incorrect at best. 
Yes. So to talk about one of your last your last demands that y'all had there on the horseshoes, I saw signs saying um, housing. We should be allowed to move out. We should be allowed to move out if we want to, and we should be allowed to get a refund. Um, tell me about that. Yeah. Well, uh, the fact is that last semester students were in essence stolen from. Uh, nobody got a full uh, board refund. Some people got partial board refunds and nobody got a housing refund after everyone was moved out. Like nobody I know uh, actually succeeded in getting a housing refund from the university. And that is next to criminal. Like you're basically stealing from students, many of whom cannot afford, you know, these already insane housing costs. So in order for this to be set, like for us to let up, for the university to fulfill its duty to its students, it needs to allow students to move back home or out of the university and refund their housing. Last question for you there. You've got a lot of points about uh, what the Carolina Socialists are doing, um, their protest, of course. Um, Do you think that there will be any more in the future um, as these issues still arise? There absolutely will be. We are having a meeting later on tonight to discuss possible action in the future. They can expect us uh, consistently weekly as long as they are continuing to have classes in person to endanger people's lives and frankly to endanger the lives of everyone in the state well jake thanks for talking with me today about all of that just breaking it down with us that was carolina socialist president jake sawyer uh we will be right back And I'm President Bob Caslin. Let's prevent the spread of COVID-19. Keep your distance, no matter the location. Get tested. Wash your hands. Wear face coverings. In class and on campus, in restaurants, and in every social setting around Columbia. And take the I Pledge Columbia promise. We are Gamecocks, so spurs up. Masks up, Gamecocks. We'll We'll get get through through this this together. together. In the United States, an estimated 40,000 women and men will die of breast cancer this year. But breast cancer deaths are declining as early detection and new treatments increase. This is Bob Coble, Mayor of Columbia. I'm joining other mayors, the National Breast Cancer Awareness Month Board of Sponsors, and AstraZeneca to encourage you or the women in your life to get the facts about early detection. Call 1-888-842-6355. Sorry about that, but we were right back. We got we got reconnected. All good. Blake joining us. Thank you for being with us today. All right. So uh, tell me, what were your initial thoughts when President Kaslin first announced his plan for student return? Honestly, I thought it was a great idea because um, the thing a lot of people don't really think about whenever they hear coronavirus, they always think about the immediate health effects on the older population and not necessarily the younger population. And truly on the younger population, the biggest effect is going to be your mental health. And I believe when President Kaslin reopened the university, that was a great thing for students' mental health. Um, I wasn't scared to come back. 
And I believe if you are scared to come back, you just shouldn't have come back this year. And I believe that was a great option to be able to do those hybrid classes, the online option versus the in-person. I opted to do in-person. I went to my two classes today, and I've been loving it ever since. That's great to hear. So um, now that we've gotten a few, almost a month into the semester now, do you yourself and do you believe that students as a whole, especially the freshman population on campus, do you believe they feel safe right now? Honestly, I believe that on-campus students should be feeling safe, and I do believe as a whole we do feel safe. Because from this is just my personal assessment. This is no statistics in there. Everyone I have talked to that lives on campus pretty much hangs out on campus with a set group of people. Me and my girlfriend, we do nothing but hang out with about the same five people. I mean, other than, you know, an ex- exception here or there, if I have to go watch my baby brother play his football game and I'll go and watch that. But other than that, I stay with like my five or six people and don't go outside of it. And I've heard the same from other people. And even like whenever we do meetings for Turning Point, we all wear our masks and they say the same thing. They don't go outside of their immediate circle when they live on campus. Absolutely. Mask up. Keep it small. Um, so of course. Um, President Caslin recently backed a statement by Dr. Fauci where he stated, I'd rather contain the students rather than sending a bunch of sick kids home after the first camp on-campus outbreak. Do you believe in that? What are your thoughts on that statement? I do believe in that. I actually recently talked to Barry Cabness, a doctor at uh, Prisma Health in Columbia. He's my personal doctor and a family friend of ours. And I was talking to Barry the other day, and Barry said, you know, the single-handed stupidest thing we could do right now would be to send an entire population of young people who are majority asymptomatic. And also, you know, whenever we get the coronavirus, mainly it's the symptoms of sniffles, sneezes, and you may lose your smell and taste, which sounds a lot worse than it is, but we're not needing ventilators and all this, all other medical equipment that the older population would. And if we sent people home, it would be exposing more people than necessary because you got to think. So US, USC this year is a 50-50 split between in and out of state students to where a large majority, to a large population of students are going to be flying, driving cross country. And the amount of people that you would interact with would be much more detrimental than keeping us on campus currently and just limiting the amount of exposure. Absolutely. So um, do you believe, I know you've been backing the fact that we came back, do you believe that President Kaslin approached the situation properly? Do you think as we've got continued into the semester that he's been making the right decisions, making the right calls? Because a lot of people haven't been too happy with how he's handled things. What are your thoughts on his course of action? I believe there's a silent majority that is happy with him as well as myself and my turning point group. The thing that uh, you're seeing are people that are more open to be uh, vocal about things. Uh, quote from my uncle, Chad Conley, who works for the RNC. The reason you hear about social issues from the Democrat Party is because they're liberal as they can be. And I'm not saying liberal as in politically, but liberally as in, you know, applying paint to a wall. You just put a lot of it versus conservative. It means, you know, to keep back and hold back. So there's a silent majority of students, I believe, that are more conservative in this fact and aren't speaking out. And it's not because we don't believe in what we think or are scared about what we think. It's just that's not why we're at school right now. We're not worried. We're not exposing ourselves. The people that you're hearing that are saying that personally, on the record, from myself, they should just pack up and go home if that's how they feel. They should never have come back on campus. 
And it was stupid of them in the first place to even think about coming on campus and ruining it for those of us that just can't learn online. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so one last question for you real quick. Where do you see the campus's future for the, rest of the, for the remainder of the semester? I know there's so much unanswered right now, so many deferring opinions. Where do you see us going? Do you see us making it to Thanksgiving break where we're supposed to leave, supposed to leave? What's your take? I believe we're going to make it to Thanksgiving break. Uh, President Caslin, with his background in military and his ability of leadership, I do not see him backing down and losing this fight. It would be better to keep us contained as long as we can than it would be to send us back. Um, it, as I say, once again, that is my personal opinion. I believe President Caslin's done a phenomenal job at what he's been doing up to this point. And even today, as we saw him on Green Street, having the uh, open discussion with students and faculty to be able to discuss what's going on and him just being readily available to talk to people from a socially distant area with mask on, that is one of the most appropriate things I think we could ever do right now. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for talking to me, Blake. Give me your take on everything. Really appreciate it. Well, yeah, that's. Man, I mean, yeah. Well, that's yeah, all for like, this week's episode of Politically Inclined. Make sure to tune in every Monday at 6 p.m. for the week's biggest political stories. Politically Inclined is a production by WSC News and is produced by Stephanie Justice and Ward Jollis. The outreach coordinator for Politically Inclined is Julie Crosby, and the music for Politically Inclined is called Fluffy by Smith the Mister. You can go to other news shows and USC News podcast at garnetmediagroup.org. Live from WSC News in Columbia, I'm Lydia Blackstone. And I'm Justin Walsh. This is Politically Inclined.